Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hi, babe. It is I, your little old host of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast, Diana Jebbia. Yes. We've got a great episode for you tonight. My friend Tom Hamlet, new Bravo bestie of mine, he's going to join me on the show. But before he does, I wanted to remind you, needed to let you know to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A, spelled in both places. We can keep in touch. You can keep up to date with all the latest Bravo news and all that jazz. And... You got to follow Believe Podcasts on Instagram. That's B-L-E-A-V and Believe Pop Culture. Check out all the amazing shows on this network. Seriously, they're awesome. Okay, this was really a fun episode. So Tom and I dish about real life, real housewives at Dallas sightings. Mm, Hint, hint, the roundup. Plus, we go into the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, that explosive reunion trailer, and talk Vanderpump Rules. So without any further ado, Tom Hamlet. Hi, babes. This is going to be such a fun episode because I have a very special guest on. Okay, so he and I were recently on an episode of the YouTube series, Bull Black and Addicted to Bravo, which you should definitely watch, by the way. Shout out, Niamade. Um, But yeah, we hit it off. Like, literally, it's like when you meet someone and you're just like, oh my God, this person gets me. That was our friendship. So he is one of the hosts of Dumpster Dive podcast, like a total Bravo bestie. Please raise your glass, put your hands together, all the things for Tom Hamlet. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me, Diana. I'm happy to be here. Oh, you're welcome. Like seriously, like I just told everyone, I feel like you and I just like hit it off. Yeah, it was like, I was like nervous about, um, about the like recording because it was like there's so many people on a zoom and then like I was like Diana makes me feel safe so I'm happy we're here <laughs> Diana's Diana you're like you're Jersey where are you are you from Jersey yeah so I was well I was born and raised in Staten Island and then I spent okay. like college through the time I moved to LA and Jersey so it's okay. like same thing <laughs> yeah. yeah same thing I don't know that I'm not like in tune to the accent differences between Staten Island and Jersey but really I, when I when I heard the accent like come through I'm like Oh, she's, she's a safe space. Exactly. So wait, are you, you're from Jersey too? Or are you, I know. You're Literally from- no, I'm from Texas, but I've, I've lived in New York for eight years. Okay. Cause I knew you had lived in New York and mm. I'm like, wait a second, but that's so funny because like, I hear no accent like from Texas. Oh, oh yeah. So I, I had a little bit of an accent before college. I went to theater school and at theater school, they like beat all of our accents out of us essentially. Sure. Like they're like, it was just, we all sort of like left with a with a very neutral dialect than going in which is kind of silly but um yeah so like I remember when I went to school I was like everyone was like oh you're from Texas aren't you and I'm like I never growing up though I never was the like someone that had an accent even though my parents mm-hmm. both do but my sister doesn't either like we we both of us don't really have them I don't know I don't know why that is Dallas is a little bit more I'm from Dallas um yeah. Dallas is a little bit but that's not even true because Dallas has like a city, like it's like a city city. It's kind yeah. of like the New York of Texas. And like, I say, like, I say, I say Manhattan is Dallas and Brooklyn is Austin. Um, both of the, but both of those places like don't really have like accents as much in the city. Like, like as you do, as you get when you like go outside of all those places. Yeah. Now I want to ask you, cause being from Dallas, how did you feel when they picked up the Real Housewives of Dallas? I mean, obviously it's canceled. And like, right. did you know about these women or like the charity scene or anything like that before the show started? So I, um, when I found out that when, when I found out that they were going to Dallas, I was like, this is a no brainer because like Dallas society is like really a thing. Like I, I've not heard of um, the Simmons or the Westcott's before, mm-hmm. but um, my mom like had heard of the Simmons before. And, and then I put two and two together. Like recently I was like, oh my God, Simmons, there's like a highway named after them. I forgot oh, about it. Oh, no kidding. Them. Yeah. Simmons, or it's, I think it's actually maybe a freeway, but the Simmons freeway is like a, is like a big 
Road in in downtown Dallas, which uh, I believe is named after her father or her wow. father, I guess. Because isn't Simmons like her, not her birth name, right? Yes, it's her, like her stepfather, which I didn't realize that until like, I think this very season, like when that whole fight with Mama D went down. Yeah, that was very cleverly not given to us until the very end. I'm like, so you're not a Simmons. I'm glad you said that because I was like, did I miss something? Because, you know, sometimes when you're flipping through the Facebook and watching TV, it's easy to miss things. Well, no, I don't think, I think that (laughs) Simmons was, I think. I think she gained Simmons to have the name Simmons. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, no, how rich do you have wait, wait. to have a freaking road name after you? I know, right? So rich. Um, the biggest thing I'm most familiar with with the Real Houses of Dallas is mm-hmm. the Roundup. I've been so many times, and it is a one of my favorite gay bars in America pre the that episode of Dallas. So, like, if you're oh in Dallas, God. literally go to the Roundup because it is – First of all, what I love about Texas gay bars is that in New York, like gay bars are so small. They're just yeah. like, little, like, and they're, I have a blast going out in the city, but like everything's very little just because of like where we live yeah. um, in Texas. Like the roundup is the size of a cheesecake factory, like, and but bigger probably like it's huge. Aww. Like there's, so there's like, like a pool room, like, like not swimming, like, a, you right. know, billiard. Yeah. No one, no one in Texas calls it billiards, but pool. So you can play <laughs> pool, but the pool room is like is massive. And then there's like a huge dance floor that like is I don't even I can't even compare sizes to it. But then like there's an equally sized bar area, and then there's a back area that's all outdoors that is the same size as the entire inside. Like it's huge. Um, and the street that all the gay bars are on is called Oaklawn. Um, okay. well, Turtle, Turtle Creek, Oaklawn and best gay bars. Some of my favorite like gay, gay nights out are, um, in Dallas. Love you, New York, but Dallas really does it right. Wait, I have to go now. Have you ever oh, been to West Hollywood? Uh, yes. I've only been once, um, have been to the Abbey, did go to I Palm. Love the Abbey. The Abbey's a blast. Mm-hmm. It's probably it's probably the same size as the Abbey, actually. Okay. Yeah, because when you were describing it, I was like, oh, I'm like kind of getting Abbey vibes. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a perfect. I wasn't even thinking about that. It's def, it's definitely that size. That's awesome. No, I definitely have to make my way back to Dallas. I don't remember what year I went, but it was a pretty decent time ago. And I went to this one bar called the Tipsy Alchemist. Um, and I actually met one of my good friends who kind of reminds me of Lala from Vanderpump Rules. Cause okay. she's like this young girl. She had a rich older boyfriend at the time. Now they're married and like, she's British and she was Big sitting next Lala to me. Vibes. Yes. She heard my accent and she's like, well, make sure this Jersey Jersey girl doesn't steal my purse. And like, we became best friends and like, she paid for all my drinks. Well, now I guess her husband did, um, like the whole night. And we were like talking to the bartender. So it was a really good time, but I got to get back out to Dallas. It's fun. It really is fun. Texas blows, but Dallas is fun. Yeah, that's big mood, big mood. Um, wow. All right. So I want to know on the line of, obviously you mentioned the housewives of Dallas, like what was the show that first sucked you in to like Bravo? What were you watching? And you're like, I need to find out what the rest of this channel has to offer. So a couple different things. I think that, I think the first housewife show that got me in was the first season of New York. Okay. Um, I didn't watch the first season of OC live. I think I like watched it like as it aired, like just on Bravo, mm-hmm. you know, as, as years went by. So I think the, fir- the first house show that I watched was New York, but I actually do think I laid my eyes on Project Runway first and was like, what is like, who is, what, what is a Santino Rice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I like, like that, those early seasons of Project Runway had so much drama and like, and disqualifications for like using things and this and that and the characters were like so like I just love I say characters the contestants but they were characters you know they were just so like raw for reality and like everyone I I loved I loved competition reality because I loved American Sex Up Model so I was like oh I'll probably like this because it's it's like competitive um and then through that, I was like, well, what's Real Houses of New York? Let me watch that. And then after that, I was like, well, I guess I'll be watching Atlanta. And then I guess I'll be watching New Jersey. And then, 
you know, here we are. I think, but I do think New York kind of solidified my love for the, for uh, Bravo in general. And, you know, I mean, God, she's now so problematic as of always, but then definitely a couple of weeks ago, Bethany really brought me in. I oh think. my God, freaking Bethany. Well, she blocked me. I've told everyone on this podcast before, but it's so funny. Yeah. Like you- That feels like a badge of honor, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You can't tell now, but like when I do my, um, some of my TikToks, like if my hair is pulled straight back and I have my contacts in and like no makeup on, people are like, I literally thought you were Bethany Frankel, which like, I don't see a resemblance at all. Okay. I'm no. happy because I don't see it at all. <laughs> no, it's always, and it's always when my hair is like pulled straight back and I don't have any um, glasses or makeup on. And I'm just like, well, that's really funny. Like I'll take the compliment because she's pretty, but yeah. I think she's snobby and pop problematic and she blocked me. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I know she sucks. She really sucks. We can't like hold these people to like higher standards and then we do. And then it always trips us up, you know, like even the, even the real good ones, like Dorinda, like yeah. suck sometimes, you know? I'm so glad you said that because um, my, one of my best friends was in town this weekend and we saw the article about how Vicky Gumbelson was saying that uh, people will die from COVID vaccinations or something like that. Some hey, ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, see, I hate when they do things like that because like Vicky was good TV. Am I going to go to Vicky for my moral advice? Absolutely not. But right. like, damn, she's just so freaking funny to watch on TV. Like I just saw someone on TikTok today. I don't know if you've seen the couch guy trend. Oh my God, okay. I'm like very new to TikTok. Like I barely posted anything and like okay. I mostly see what other people post. But I... I saw Kiki Monique um, uh, talk of shame uh, yeah. post a thing about it. And I was like, oh, wait, this is like, this is juicy. Yeah. So- that dude was absolutely taking that girl's number. Absolutely. So like for those of you who are listening and you're like, what the heck is couch guy? Like AKA my mom. Um, it was this TikTok where this girl's like all proud and she pulls up to her boyfriend's college dorm and she's got her backpack and she's like surprising my boyfriend at college. And there's yep. this like cheesy song in the background, like blah, 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 love. Um, like pink song. Like I hate those pink ballads. They're like yeah. so happy. I'm like pink. Come on. It's like one of those types of like, it could be Christian rock. It could not be. Like that, that whole vibe. And then like, she gets into the dorm and he's on the couch with like two other girls. And there's like a shady phone pass back to him from the other girl. And then she walks in and he's like, oh, and like he hugs her. I mean, there's no sound of him talking, but like you could tell in his face, it's like, oh, hi, you're here. Um, And he hugs her and it's an awkward hug. But so someone page six, I think it was on TikTok, did like Vicky is the original couch guy when she went to surprise her son, Michael, at college and he was partying and she like starts partying with him. It was so funny. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. That is is so true. Well, because that was true. That too was like before the age of like having to mic everyone up. So like they could actually surprise someone. Yes. And it was iconic. Like she just had the most silly, iconic moments. Um, so whole, the whole too long didn't read of that is even though we do have very problematic housewives, like sometimes they make good TV. Like, yeah, I do think Vicky, I do think we shouldn't be putting like, I'm not super excited to see Vicky talk about vaccines on yeah. Girls Trip Berkshires, whatever they're going to call it. Like, Absolutely. like, that's not necessarily what I'm interested in watching. So that's where I get disappointed. Like, yeah, I'm okay with monsters on the shows sometimes. But like in that situation, it's like y- you kind of knew she was going to say something about all this. And I'm also kind of shocked, to be honest, that they let her film not being vaccinated. I know, because normally like in the industry right now, that's like a huge thing. You have to show proof of vaccination oh. on... I have a huge theory that the reason BravoCon was canceled was because they, there was a lot of housewives that were not vaccinated or willing to get vaccinated. And by having BravoCon happen and require vaccinations, they would soon reveal who had not gotten vaccinated and who had. Oh my God. You're so freaking smart. That, yeah, yeah, that would check out. Doesn't that make, that makes sense, right? Checks out. Like there's no way Teresa has that vax. No, no, that's no. like such Met. Um, like they have the same drama with the Met Gala. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. But I think, I think they, they, they predicted what would happen there. I mean, I mean, it's, just, it, it's a bad look. I mean, the Met Gala, mm-hmm. everyone was like, when certain people, like some of the, like Kylie wasn't there. Yeah. And everyone was like, uh, this is kind of weird. And then yeah. like, obviously Nicki Minaj, but like, um, I don't know. I, I just have a theory that that's, that was, I, I think that that wasn't the whole reason, but like, I'm sure that that played a role yeah. because I'm sure there are people in certain cities that are not. Yeah. Like no one, probably no one in OC now that Bronwyn's gone is. I bet you Heather and I bet you Heather is vaccinated and I bet Eugene is vaccinated. Oh yeah. Cause you know what? Heather's husband's a doctor. So that would make sense. She would be on the side of science. Yeah, I bet you Shannon, I actually bet you Shannon is because I bet you she, I know that she's very holistic, but I, she's yeah. I think really terrified of COVID that she'd probably do anything to like. I, I had it once before, I can't get it again. <laughs> um, But Emily, I don't know about that one. I mean, yeah. we could play the game forever. <laughs> I know, right? It's like a terrible game show, like speculate who has the vaccine. da 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 I think it's pretty obvious. I, I don't think there would be that many shockers. Yeah. I think there, I actually do think there could be some shockers in the SLC world. Yes. Their politics are a bit hidden behind the gaze of like, I hate Mormons. So like we think that they're liberal, but then we're like, wait. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't really know too much about like Utah and like the politics of Utah itself. I mean, it's very Mormon, so it's very Republican. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, most of Utah is, if you're not Mormon, your next door neighbor is, so. Damn. Not for me. <laughs> I literally don't know that for a fact, but like the, I, 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 I do think that most of the state is Mormon. I mean, they're, they, they have like Mormon colleges. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The national, the national Mormon temple, though. I think actually the temple in the world is, is the one in, in Salt Lake City. Yes, I know. I watched a show called Escaping Polygamy and it was there. And I know that there's just a lot of Mormons, but it's like, it's so weird. It's like there was like compounds because there's like the Latter-day Saints Church, which are like the really like Amishy looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But now we're on a totally different tangent. But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I guess to bring it all back to Bravo, that's kind of why I'm excited that Jenny has that storyline uh, with her husband saying like, well, why don't you get a sister wife? Because I know when Salt Lake City first premiered, I really thought we would be getting more a taste of that Mormon life and we didn't. Yeah, I think that um, it's complicated. I could, I just don't think that the 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 sister wife Mormons have any interest in being on reality TV. And I also don't know that, I don't know that Bravo, it's like the right like, I think Bravo could find a sister wife's like TLC show, like, mm-hmm. like in Salt Lake area if they wanted, but it wouldn't be the glam. I think that we want out of um, our housewives. Yeah. That's a lot sure. of, because a lot of those like Mormons are very like conservative and like they believe, I mean, I, I think that the, what, what, are, what are the, what's the sister wife's last name I forget their names but the like on TLC sister wives yeah I, know a, I think they're a diamond in the rough in terms of like they're I think they're a bit more liberal and a bit more like open-minded than like a lot of a po- polygamist I should say in like Mormon Salt Lake City proper I don't know once again I'm not Mormon I did grow up with a lot of Mormons though really yeah like half of my town in, in north of Dallas was Mormon wow yeah so I do actually, so when your listeners are listening and they're like, Tom's wrong about everything, that can be true. It can all, it is also true that I didn't know a lot of Mormons. So I have some knowledge about, you know, how it all goes down. Oh my God. I love that. It's like not certified Mormon expert, but like kind of a Mormon expert. Who knows? Why really? do you remember being like a kid and being like, mom, so-and-so has like 10 brothers and sisters. And I was like, why is, why do I only have one? And she'd be like, well, they are they're Mormon. And I'm like, well, what's that? And then we learn about it. So. Oh my God. Like supermarket conversation. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So you brought up your sister, obviously you guys host a podcast together. Tell everyone about it. Yes. Dumpster dive, uh, dumpster dive, uh, reality TV, deep dive. That is the podcast. Um, we cover 
all things reality TV. We talk about people's journey with reality, not just Bravo. Um, and uh, we do cover Housewives. Uh, we're currently covering uh, Bachelor as well. Mm. We are abandoning our Bachelor coverage for the fall and winter, and we are going to do a fun uh, holiday series, actually. So for Halloween, we're covering... Uh, once a week, we're covering like a, a fun Halloween or costume themed party that has been on Housewives That's from so Housewives Past. Yeah. So like we have um, we're doing like the Halloween party from season two of New York where Kelly Ben Simone like shows up like right before the party's over and she threw the party. Yes. We're covering uh, game night on um, Beverly Hills. The yes. Slot game night, that one. Um, yeah. And some other stuff. And then for the holidays, we're going to cover um, all of the Berkshires episodes. Oh, then, that's I'm classic. You, I'm going to have you come on for that, Diana. Yay! I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I want to go on to Dorinda's Airbnb, but you know, so does everyone else. So I've been to Great Barrington. I went there last summer, actually. It's beautiful. Okay. I didn't, obviously didn't go to... We were trying to figure out where Bluestone Manor is, yeah. like, in Great Barrington. And I've heard that it's, like, not... I've, I've heard that the show does it actually no credit in terms of how big it is. Yeah. Um... Like, apparently, like, it's like she has her own road to get there. Like, it's like you enter in through a gate or something and then drive for, like, five minutes down a road and then yeah. come up with, like, literal manor, like a state. Like, I think that the show makes it look like this beautiful, like, upstate home. Mm-hmm. But it's not even upstate. I mean, it's upstate. Right. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this beautiful, like, out-of-the-city home. But it's, like huge and also there's that massive pool that n- never gets shown there's like a corn maze or something in it like there's all these little like yeah it's, it's like a property mm-hmm. it's like and a all we see is just like these little yeah, i know literally it's all we see is just these little like drunk these rooms where women are 60 plus women are getting blackout so and complaining about what room they were given right <laughs> i sleep in the fish room if i got to sleep there I know. I would literally sleep on the kitchen floor if I was allowed to sleep there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Um, So I want to know my next question for you. So many crazy characters on Bravo. If you had to choose one to be your Bravo bestie, who would it be? And what would you guys do on a day together? Okay, so my Bravo bestie, this is so easy for me. It would absolutely be Miss Karen Huger. Um, and Karen and I, I would like to have the full tour of Surrey County VA. (laughs) And the actual Surrey County. Yeah. Not the, uh, now I know she says that anywhere she is, that's where Surrey County is. And while I, uh, while I respect that answer, I do also think that I would like to see, you know, where Karen was, was, um, created because she is such a special human being that I can't believe we went so many years. I, I, like I've had so many years of my life where I wasn't watching Karen Huger, but I was watching Ramona Singer and that makes me Mm. upset. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Um, like Karen, there are so many women on these shows that are trash and she's literally gold. She's really t- reality TV gold. I have to say Karen's one of the ones I kind of like, hate. I go back and forth. I hate watch her sometimes, but like I can appreciate her because I think it was just her first season. She rubbed me the wrong way so hard with the all like, oh, the etiquette and this and that. Yeah. Um, and that just like never left me, but like we get so many gold moments from her, like the whole Surrey County thing. And then, um, when she moved back to Potomac and she had the yeah. guy do the whole song, I like I peed not. myself. It was yeah. so good. And then what about, first of all, I think not, I think the past two episodes of Potomac, first of all, Potomac is my favorite yeah. like, in the past little bit. It's so good. And it does, it reminds me. It reminds me of old Housewife seasons when mm-hmm. there's not so much like explosive drama to mm-hmm. matter. Like it doesn't matter. Like, cause there's a lot of little fights. There's a lot of just little luncheons and petty drama. We're yeah. not talking about it's like, while I love true crime and which makes me love the Erica drama yeah. of it all. It's so big that it's almost too big for housewives to me sometimes because like how yeah. are we to expect women to have opinions about that? But I find it so fun to just hear women talk about um Giselle Giselle's like half done home Karen pulling up being like are we getting COVID tested I was actually <laughs> stopping oh my it's like I'm vaccinated <laughs> and then the editor's like making it look like she was like acid trip I was like y'all need a fucking 
Emmy. And that Oscar. was great. Yeah, Potomac's carrying all of the housewives like on their back right now. Although now Salt Lake City, since that came back to that's also doing a very good job, especially for being such a new franchise. Yeah, no, I I agree. I do. Okay, something I get mad at Bravo about though is I get mad when we put. I think Bravo sometimes bets on the wrong horse a little bit, and it's okay. not just that I don't think Salt Lake City is good. I I do think they have something there. And I, I really love Lisa Barlow, once again, as a character for yeah. TV, not as, she's not my Bravo bestie, but um, <laughs> like I just think there's really cool personalities there. I do think, like, we're putting a little too much weight on them to be, like, the, ne- the new future of Bravo. I want them to, like, figure it out on their own, because okay. I'm nervous that their egos are going to, like, come out too much in the show, and we're going to lose what was so, what is so good about Potomac is that they don't have much ego on Potomac. They're just, like, we are suburban they were like we are literally suburban moms who just like or like yeah we're shocked that we got a reality show you know and that's what makes it so good and i I just get nervous that these women are going to get a little too big for their britches like heather i I love heather but i'm just Mm -hmm. nervous about it you know i know what you mean like they all came back for their second season and everyone has some sort of a blow up but like they had like the boom boom you know right and like second season like First of all, the best second season of all time is Real Houses of Beverly Hills season mm-hmm. two. It's yes. I think I think it is in like the should be like played in the Met. Like I think it is like <laughs> the structure of modern television is that season. There's so much drama that is ranges between grand and like so small. Mm-hmm. And I what I what what's so good about that season is they aren't they don't know how good they are still yet. Yeah, because social media, while that wasn't that long ago, social media still. Sorry, my dog. My dog. (laughs) Um, no, social media wasn't like as big of a thing then, right? So they weren't they weren't listening to what the public said about them. Yeah, Salt Lake City premiered in a pandemic where everyone's on their phones, like on Twitter, on Instagram. Yeah, and so are they. They're seeing everything we're saying about them. And I worry that it just is going to make them think they're, you know, actual celebs. When You just unlocked a memory for me because you said that like when um, Beverly Hills like premiered, social media wasn't as big as it was. Remember when the Housewives, every episode had to write a blog for Bravo.com? So I do. And I I almost said I miss it, but then I realized I actually never read one of the blogs. (laughs) Oh my God. I I was like... But, but what I though, but what I loved about the blogs was that they would always come up in the reunion because Annie would be yeah. like, you your blog that Melissa Gorga is a fat, ugly, mean bitch. What did you yeah. mean by that, Teresa? <laughs> like, and I was like, Teresa. Teresa um, be, right. Well, Teresa Caroline, has to be like, well, uh, I didn't actually write that blog. Yes. <laughs> that was like Caroline's daughter was like, tell me what napalm means. You used it in your blog. Yes. And she's like, oh, I'm ghostwriter. <laughs> Oh my so god! I wonder. I want to get my hands on a list of who wrote those blogs and who did it. I know, right? I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I mean, I'm sure someone can just read them, and you can tell immediately. Go on LinkedIn, like look up our NBC <laughs> Universal's like editorial department, and we'll start finding. I find names. ghostwriting so so interesting to me because yeah, I find it like. It doesn't, I don't get why it needs to be a secret mm-hmm. so much because then, but because then it's like when, you know, that the famous uh, Roni reunion where Andy's like, raise your hand <laughs> if you <laughs> voted for Hillary Clinton. And like, yeah, so many people were like, I prefer not to say it's like, okay, well, well, now you just said now it. Now you like, just said it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so when you're like, did you have a ghostwriter? And someone's like, well, I don't want to talk about that. It's like, okay, if you wrote it, you would be literally standing here being like, I wrote every bit of this. So like, why lie about it? I mean, I couldn't fucking write a book. I don't know about you, but like, I couldn't. I would need help. Yeah, it's hard. It's also like plastic surgery in a way. Like you look good. You wrote a book. Just own up to it. Like, Yeah, who cares? People, people, no matter what it is, being honest goes so much further than lying or being like or being quiet about things you know like mm-hmm. I think that like just oh, literally own it be like yeah I like have Botox here or yeah I was a stripper I'm like who cares yes. work 
Strippers are fucking superheroes. I'm sorry. Like, yes. Like, that's why I always get, I'm like, Mia, just be like, yes, I fucking slayed the fucking pole. Like, just say it. It's okay. Yeah. Because it's such it, hard work. It is the hardest of work. And those women make so much money, you know, like, or not, yeah. I should say all, all, because I know that there's like, a, there can be fucked up systems and stuff, but yes. so many of them like do so well for themselves in, in, in that world. And like, if they're not being exploited, like, and, and they feel safe, like literally work. I mean, like, yeah. to you. It's confidence. You have to manage to like lift your entire body weight around like an object that oh, like, could come out of the wall at any second and look beautiful <laughs> at the same time. Like it's a feat. Yeah, I don't think it'll come out of the wall. <laughs> I hope not. That would suck. That would be my luck. Like I would get on stage and be like da da da, and like. <laughs> yes, they wanted. <laughs> oh my god! Everyone would love to see that one. Um, you know what we did love to see today? Hashtag terrible transition though. Um, the Beverly Hills trailer for the oh, reunion. Wow, that was cuckoo bananas. It was as explosive as a stripper pole falling down while somebody was on it. it or, and more, honestly. <laughs> and more, because there was just so much going on. So I like the way that they kind of formatted this trailer for it. Um, they It was Lisa Renna going over Erica Jane's house, which we now know that's really Erica's only friend she has left from that cast. Right. Um, and they're talking about like, oh, I had a dream about the reunion. Like, sure you did, but we'll pretend you did. And then no, it cuts we're into dreaming. I didn't. I don't think I love that. <laughs> I so I liked that it was just the conversation. the The dream part was a little weird, but when they were setting up, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool that they're putting it this way. If it makes any sense, like, yeah. like it's a conversation about the reunion, but they didn't need to put in the cheesy like it was a dream like could have just been like oh are you ready to talk about this but i guess bravo doesn't want to break the fourth wall even though when they know it's you know what i think is gonna happen tonight mm-hmm. what i think can happen and once again I'm, I'm sure that this podcast does not come out in like five minutes so like no, may no. like quote me right <laughs> okay so what i think is gonna happen is they're gonna pull a very like you know like season what four of vanderpump roll i mean of beverly hills where like yes. they they like interpolated Vanderpump rules into an episode. I think what's going to happen is like, they're going to have like a two months later, like it's, you're going to think if you hadn't watched the trailer today, you're going to think that it was a part of the episode where it's like two months later after the finale party, they're like sitting down and they're like, so are you going to the reunion? Yeah. And she's like, I had a dream about the reunion. And then the reunion trailer would like get like in the episode. Yes. That makes hundred percent sense. What? I'm annoyed about though. I'm like, that would have been really fun if they hadn't released it today. If we had seen it that way mm-hmm. on the show, that would have been yeah. really fun, right? If we yeah. had been like, wait, where is the trailer? And then it like starts to happen while we're watching the show. Yeah. That would have been oh, fun. I have chills. Oh my God, you should work for Bravo. I have the fucking chills as, uh, as <laughs> Whitney says. Yes. <laughs> oh my god but erica i liked what andy said he was like i'm gonna put you on a skewer and turn up the grill like that was weird <laughs> oh no i loved it i was like yes gordon ramsay were like hell's kitchening that ass right there um she yeah, just promote, I... yeah god yeah. <laughs> no i mean it just it's it's not good i also and once again I'm not shaming plastic surgery. I something's changed about her face. And I don't know yeah, that it, I don't know that it that I think what it might be is just a lack of um squad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, funding for upkeep. Sure. Something's different. Something was different yeah. in that sit down with Lisa Rinna too. I was like, uh, you look you look different. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, I definitely think it's a lack looked, of funds. Lack of funds. She she looks like she's gone through shit since they were out filming, which she has. So, mm-hmm. Hundo P. Uh, highlights. I wrote down a little bit of highlights. So that skewer moment was one of them. Um, I loved Kathy's handwritten notes in her purse. Adorable. Like you're married to one of the richest guys in the world, arguably, and like yep. you have a spiral mini spiral notebook of notes rather than taking out your cell phone with the notes app, like. Yep. The irony was not lost on me. It's why we love her. 
Yes, very on brand for her. Um, what else did I see? Oh, Crystal. Oh my God, my heart broke for Crystal. And she said that she was getting a lot of uh, threats and like hate speech, which is sad to say is not surprising given the screwed up society we live in. But also it's just like, come on guys. Like, right. It's we're still yeah. doing this. You know, and then, and then I didn't like that they like cut to Garcelle to be like, really? As if like, like pinning it against like, why are the two minorities right. on the cast having to like talk about this? I'm like, have Kyle Richards be like, really? Or no, yeah. not Kyle. I mean, Kyle, yes, but more Dorit be like, really? Because Dorit showed her ass this season. Yeah. But yeah. I know that, that breaks my heart. I, I, I actually do like Crystal. I think that not actually, I just, I know that she's, people's opinions of her have kind of waned at the end of the season, just about yeah. whether she would fit or not for the show. I actually think she's kind of, I kind of like it. I like her. I think she's willing to get in the drama when she can. We also need sort of an aloof player in the game sometimes. Yeah. Which too. Yeah. I don't have any issue with her. I think if anything in the beginning of the season with Sutton, her, um, she could have had more drama as far as not, not having more drama in general. I mean, any drama that she would have had, like that was her own storyline, got overshadowed by right. with what happened with Sutton. Yeah. So I, I feel like if I that didn't happen, the, I love the argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. The ugly leather pants comment, though, like that whole thing was so ridiculous. It was iconic. But what's so good about this season is that in seasons, like you need you need all levels of storylines, like the smallest to like the biggest. Yeah. Right? Like we have an umbrella storyline that covers the whole season, which is obviously mm-hmm. Erica. And then we have this like dumb fight, a truly dumb fight between Sutton and Crystal. And yeah. then we have like a medium level fight between Dorit and Garcelle. Mm-hmm. And then we have like just little bickering dispersed throughout, which makes every episode watchable. That's like yeah. when I hate when Housewives just like pin one, you know, one storyline for a whole season. It's like exhausting. Lucy, Lucy, apple juicy. Oh God. They, I think, I think Bravo thought they were like, they're like, this season is unbelievable. And yeah. we were like, uh, I don't know about that. Like we have TV gold and it's like, nah, that wasn't even bronze son. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But that's going to be um, an intense reunion. Also, I'm interested to see Erica's response to the question. Uh, did you ask Tom if he did it or did you think he did it? Because she starts getting sh- not choked up. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like she starts stuttering, like she's getting nervous. And I'm like, is that a mix of editing or also is it her trying to be careful because you're a true crime fan too? You know that anything right. when you're in a case, anything you say could be held against you. And I know people like to say that's an admission of guilt. That's an admission of guilt. And it's like in some circumstances, not necessarily when you know your words can be twisted against you. Sometimes it's better to say nothing right. at all or all the time. Right. It's better to say nothing at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree. Nothing at all is the way to go. And yeah. she, I think, tried to say nothing at all and then did the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You saw like the sweat beads coming down. It's they teased it well though because she hasn't made any appearances since the show started airing like she's done no yeah. part or anything obviously because she can't so it's exciting to see her talk about it I mean I'm excited yeah me too it's gonna be a good one um okay so next we're gonna recap do a little like quick recap of Vanderpump Rules you and I as I mentioned before we're on an episode of Bold Bold Black and Addicted to Bravo where we spoke about Vanderpump Rules the first episode of the show had aired then now we got the second one I want to know what are your thoughts overall this season are you missing the OGs all that good stuff so I'm refreshed actually that they this is going to sound kind of crazy but I'm I'm refreshed they didn't do a full cast shakeup because mm-hmm. I think they would have drowned because they tried to do that last season by bringing yeah. in new people. I think it was smart to keep mostly people we are familiar with. While obviously these shows need more, more diversity, I think that like it was smart to keep a core, um, a really solid group of people that already are close because yeah. we didn't have to play so much catch up, mm-hmm. you know? 
you know what I'm saying? Like we didn't like, and we didn't have to like have the the pr- pretend like meeting of new people. Yes. So we have jumped in better than I thought we would. So I'm I'm enjoying that. I can watch these people kind of do anything. It's not like I'm not like totally riveted, but I don't miss the only person I do miss sometimes is Stasi. Yeah, I go. I used to be a huge Stasi stan, and I definitely am noticing her absence. But I go back and forth because sometimes, like last week's episode, I was like, "Oh, I didn't even notice she was gone." And then this week's episode, I'm like, "Okay, it's very evident that like she's not there right now." And not even right. so much as Kristen, because like Kristen got a little bit unbearable to watch towards the end of it. Yeah, um, I and Jackson, Brittany, they just like yelled at everyone all the time. So that was oh my just God. I don't, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, nothing. No. So yeah, she's the only one whose absence I feel. And it's just so funny that you said that you thought it was good that they didn't bring in a whole bunch of new people on the level that we don't have to meet everyone. And they messed it up last year. Cause last night, like before going to bed and after watching the show, I literally thought that same exact thing. I said, that's what the difference is between this season and last season. They like rolled out way too many people. We just didn't care about them. But I do know they do have um, a lot more staff at the restaurant who is new. I've met, um, her name's Olivia Rice. She's like a super sweetie new host there. Uh-huh. And I know she filmed with them, but now we're almost at episode three. So it's interesting. I, we haven't met her yet. I think we actually are going to get some new blood as the weeks go on. I think that they're probably, I think they're going to slowly kind of trickle them in as we go. Yeah. Maybe start with the core group and then like add some people throughout. Cause if you looked, there were more people at that party at the end of the first episode. Yes. There was like um, other waiters and stuff there that we've seen before that do they just didn't like feature prominently. Yeah. And I know we'll be seeing more of um Jesse Montana. So it'll be interesting. Finally, he's kind of been the behind the scenes yeah, player, I know. He's been side in every player. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And he, it's clear he has chemistry with these people because he's been at the restaurant for so long. So it'll be fun to see if there's any arguments like that had already been brewing all these years coming out or, you yeah. know, like possibly a romance somewhere, anything right. like that. Right. Um, all right. I want to talk about Schwartz and Sandy's, uh, the worst it. possible name for a bar ever. It sounds like, like a place you, like a diner you would get burgers at, like in yes. the, like the Midwest somewhere. I'm like, it's not like a, it's not like a, and I know that they're trying to go for like a vintage, I think they are kind of going for like a vintage surf surf shop sort of like tiki bar that's like higher end, but Schwartz and Sandy's is bad. It's not good. Name. Yeah. And it was so crazy like last week and we spoke about this too, that it's always that Schwartz is the quiet one. And when you have two big bull personalities, like his wife, Katie, and then his best friend, Tom, they kind of do the speaking for him. And we, we even said, we're like, oh, you know, maybe Tom was going back and forth and being like, well, I don't really like the name. And then going to Sandoval and being like, I like the name. And that's exactly what happened. He had Katie do his dirty work for him. And when Schwartz opened his mouth and was like, uh, yeah, I might've told Katie to say it was uninspired. Like those were my words. Tom yeah. literally looked like he was short, like short circuiting. I, I, I am on Katie and Schwartz's side of this, but, yeah. I do, but if I was Sandoval, I would be, I also would be mad. Right. I'm very like, I'd be like, just tell me. No, I'm the same way. That I can understand. Like, I do think it was a, a shitty name. And I do think Sandoval, um, he just always has to, everything's got to be his idea. He's a big, right. bold personality. But yeah, if you have an opinion about something, you should be the one to say it, especially yeah. if you're going in as an equal business owner. Like, it's your business too. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I, I, I really think that I also really deeply think that this whole fight is made for television. <laughs> One hundo P. And it was really funny when Sandoval was like, uninspired, it's our last names. And I'm like, dude, do you not know the definition of uninspired? Like it literally means you didn't exactly. think about it. Right, right. Like it means like you changed Sandoval to Sandy. That was yeah. like the extent of creative uh, juices flowing. Yeah, like, no, like, I, I can't. He just, he's a character. 
Um, but Katie on Watch What Happens Live, she said that her idea for the bar name was Once Upon a Tom. And I thought that was so cute. I don't like it. You don't like it? Why don't you like it? I don't know. It doesn't sound like a bar to me. I I don't know. It's it's also like a little too close to Tom Tom. And I okay. think with, I think I think Tom shouldn't be in the title of the bar because it's confusing because Lisa doesn't own this new bar. Yeah, I don't know. I would just in an effort to not like, and I obviously Tom is their name. So like they have right. <laughs> yeah. But in an effort to not cause drama with LVP, I would just make a name that was as far away from what she does with them as possible. I don't know if you watch um, or if you listen to watch what crappens, but they suggested Bubba Vol because like Katie's Bubba and then Sandoval. <laughs> I thought I that was so funny. That, that's hilarious. And I love the crappens boys. I do think, but there is something fun in Bubba though. That's not yeah. like Bubba Gump was obviously, you know, a place, but I think there is something like fun. There's fun, like things they could do that are close to the show or things like that. Yeah. I'm excited for that place to open. Cause like I will be there. Yeah, of course. Although I don't think they can nothing. I don't think they're moving on it. Oh, you know, for sure. They aren't. Cause they have the, no, 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 no. I don't know for sure. I'm okay. just saying, I don't know like what's happening with it. That, this was filmed so long ago. Right. No, I mean, I haven't, I've been searching on Instagram and I haven't seen anything like go forward yet, but I know like they had the place on the show. So it might just be a long ass process. And then they're refinancing their homes. Wait, they are? Yeah. So that's what when Ariana. yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's a bad idea. I know. I forgot about that. I watched that just before this while I was eating dinner. And I like, I think I like, I, I remember hearing refinance and I didn't like fully process it until this moment. Yeah, I know. And it's so crazy that Ariana was like, then it's just not going to affect my equity. It's only going to affect his. And I'm like, that's not how any no, of no, this works. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't, but it's interesting seeing that, like those kind of issues on this show now. And meanwhile, like season one, they were worrying about whether or not they could pay for parking. I know I miss those days. Yeah. 100%. I miss those days of reality across the board where people don't have money. Yeah. It was just because it was more likable and like I relate to that more. I mean, even though I'm not to toot my own horn, but I can usually always pay for parking. Like I just can't refi. I don't have a home to refinance. You know what I mean? It's more relatable. Absolutely. Same. Oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, I will. If that bar ever opens up, you're more than welcome to come. Let's go. I'm so down. Yes. Uh, speaking of the plans and what kind of business owners they are, freaking Randall had a bone to pick with Tom Schwartz about not being able to be an investor. And it was interesting. I jotted down in my notes that it's very interesting. I love Lala and Randall's dynamic together. And it's cool to see them apart because it kind of reminded me how Lala fights with people. Yeah. Like that's how Randall was fighting with Schwartz. Yeah, they. I can I can see why they're a match. Mm-hmm. No, do you I, like them as a couple? I actually do. I like yeah, Randall. Too. I think he's a really nice guy. I think that he, I think there are daddy issues with Lala. And mm-hmm. I do think he fills that space for her in ways yeah. that sounds kind of like dark, but you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just think there are some people that need like need guidance from a partner, like in that way. And yeah. like, I think that he's a great fit for her for that. And yes. I think that, and I love Lala and I, I, I really, I, I, I truly think they're one of the more solid couples. Ever, yes. Weirdly, you know? Yes. Agreed. Um, I don't know if you read her book, but like their whole, like, Oh, you should. I liked it. You know, I don't read a lot of, I, I don't read a lot of biographies or things like that. Okay. Or like self, I, I don't know. I, I would listen to it maybe, but I can also yeah. just hear you tell me about what happens in it. Yeah, there you go. Her whole like love story and how they met. And then she was dealing with her alcoholism. And there was actually one point where they went on a trip with her kids and she was so drunk that he had drafted this whole like breakup letter to her. And then she went like, she didn't know about it, but she had just decided like, I'm going to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. And then he was, he decided not to break up with her. And like, he still has the note and he gave it to her, but she hasn't read it yet. Oh, that breaks my heart. Yes. It's just, it's crazy. Like their dynamic, like just to think about when something's meant to be, yeah. like it's going to be, you know? 
Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And I, I'm really proud of her, honestly. Me too. She's coming in this season as a mom. It's a new frontier for her. That that old Lala is still there because she's still fighting. You know, later this episode, she got, got into a fight with Charlie. She has that drama with Ariana. But I'm just love. I'm loving, um, you know, seeing this side of her. But yeah, so final, I know I'm going all over around the town with the episode. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, give me like in a nutshell, your thoughts, final thoughts, yeah. the drama, highlights stand out. So I think, I think maybe it's because I went in with low expectations. I'm pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised. I'm having a good time. I really can watch these ki- crazy kids do anything. So mm-hmm. I... I'm actually hopeful about the season. I did not like the trailer for the season. I thought it looked yeah. a bit boring, but mm-hmm. I do think we actually have some some things to do here with this crew. And yes, yeah, I'm excited. Good stuff. Well, and I don't t- miss anyone. I really only miss Stassi. I don't miss the other presences because it was just tired. Agreed. Agreed. You took the words right out of my mouth there. Well, <laughs> I don't want to let you go. I wish I could like talk to you all the time. I know. Like, I know. Every well, day. You, we can. And not <laughs> yeah, even yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? Um, but technology. But, but also, I, I, our schedule's been a bit crazy, but I definitely want to have you come on sometime uh, for our holiday episodes. So sometime Damn, yeah. in November, December, we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that. But we got to make it. Absolutely. Thanks for having yes. me. Of course, tell everyone one more time where they can find you. Yeah, um, you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at Dumpster Dive Pod, and um, rate, review, subscribe to all the pods you listen to every day. This is a reminder, not just for mine and not just for the one you're listening to, but all of them because you're listening for free. Okay, and yes. and when you listen for free. The least you could do is support us by just showing us some love. So do that. Okay. Oh my God. My name's Diana Jebbia and I approve this message. <laughs> That's a great way to end things. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.